like topics i guess um max does not like the structure but it's just kind of like you know so we know what we're doing no no i agree so all right (laughs) 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 so first up um i just want to send out a rest in power to tony morrison um the excerpt that i read at the top of the show was from sula which is my favorite tony morrison work um, I read it when I was a teenager, and the character of Sula has stayed with me since then. So that's like a smooth, I want to say, 25 years. Mm. Um, and it just, it's always kind of like reverberated with me. Um, and yeah, if do y'all have any particular connection with Toni Morrison, just out of curiosity or no? I mean, I I mean, she meant so much to me when I was growing up. I think The Bluest Eye was the work that connected with me the most when I was a kid. I think I read it when I was like 12 or 13. Wow. Okay. That's a lot for 12. Yeah, it was a lot, <laughs> but it felt like there were so many things that resonated with me at that age. Yeah. Um, and she was the first black woman who I read. Wow. Um... And, like, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, feel like she's done so much work and, like, sin- like get- since getting older and, like, learning more about, like, her practice and, like, the ways that she, like, formed community with other Black women. Um, like, especially the relationship between her and Tony Cade Bambara. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Just, like, them, like, watching watching each other's kids and, like, you know, like, making time for each other to work. I yeah. don't know. It, it, it just means, it means a lot. And, like... I think that it's incredible how much work she was able to do. Yeah. What about about you, Max? Um, Yeah, R.I.P. Tony Morrison. You had asked me to bring a quote with me. Oh, okay. um, I did, actually. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Wait, did you not you not remember asking me that? Or? I say a lot of things. No, I forget. <laughs> I forget eighty five percent of them. To be <clears throat> honest. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll read this one. Mm-hmm. You know, they straightened out the Mississippi River in places to make room for houses and livable acreage. Occasionally, the river floods these places. Floods is the word they use, but in fact, it is not flooding. It is remembering, remembering where it used to be. All water has a perfect memory and is forever trying to get back to where it was. Mm, I like that quote, too. That's a good one. Yeah. I didn't I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the thing we don't want to talk about. Something happened in Portland this past weekend. I'm already so tired. <laughs> Just thinking about it makes me tired. I'm like, where's the Hennessy? <laughs> Here you go. And I know something happened because my mama called me on Monday night. Thank you. Worried? Worried, asking if I was okay. That's a good mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To which I said, Mom, you know me. I left town. So I wasn't even here. <laughs> um... <laughs> Max, do you want to talk about what happened this weekend? Um, sure. Um, so here in Portland, Oregon, um, there was a Proud Boys rally. Um, what on Saturday was it? Um, yeah, I was at work, so I feel like I worked most of the day. Um, on the east side, um, so I didn't really see or experience anything other than Facebook stories and um, posts and stuff like that. Um. It seemed like um, what a group of maybe like thirty people, based mm-hmm. on what I've heard. Um, but then tons of counter protesters, um, far outnumbering them, were all up to things in Portland on Saturday. Um, let's see what else. Yeah, I was at work, so I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't get any of it. Um, really, I guess just yeah, maybe potential uh, hesitation or trepidation, just wondering like if. Every time you saw like a white person, <laughs> just wondering. But I feel like that's every day too. Yeah, like pretty, being yeah. like, <laughs> that's true. Person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. Did you have to like shift any plans or anything around? I think I maybe I originally I thought about like going um, to like a bar downtown on Saturday, and then maybe I didn't. Um, I, think mm. I was going to go to like Valentine's or something. Okay. And I was like, oh, maybe I won't. Or maybe I heard, I can't remember what happened. Or maybe Saturday. I think it was when Buffalo Wild Wings happened. So. <laughs> I was rambling sometimes. What about you, Ariella? Did you have to shift anything? <clears throat> no, I was working. Oh, okay. um, but I work. I work like I work really close to downtown on oh. the east side. So I was worried that people would be like kind of moving up that way. Yeah. Um, but I felt fine. I just like my. My mom also called me, worried about me. She didn't call me. She texted me. Oh. And she also said that my relatives in Jamaica had texted her uh, to text me. It's like literally everybody's just like, what the hell? Yeah. We were on national news. Mm-hmm. So. so I was like, I was like, you need to tell them I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> stay safe. But also I'm just like, I felt like at first I was like, oh, like whatever. I don't care. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing whatever. I like bike to work. I was like about to bike home, and then when I got when I like it came time to bike home, I was like, I need somebody to give me a ride. Yeah, I don't want to do this. I was like, I can't mace someone from my bike. Yeah, I'm not coordinated enough. <laughs> so 
will need to be putting the inside of their car. <laughs> but I'm glad that I've I heard that the um one of the major players like turned himself into the cops the day before. Oh really? Um and that made like a lot of the um the other big ones spook. But weren't correct me if I'm misunderstanding the details, but weren't the cops sort of supporting this rally? I mean Yes. Okay. The thing that I also thought was weird is like I feel like I've seen some a few posters and right like one of the main dudes is like a black dude, right? That dude's black. Wait, right? what? Yeah, that is definitely a melanated person. Right. So like, and but he's like one of the center dudes for Power Boys. Seriously? That's, that's why he's I'm, one of the center I'm, dudes. What's his name? He's like at the very front of the in picture. What's his oh, name? Or did know. they put him there? I've seen a couple a other pictures where he's like him and this tall yeah. guy are hanging out together, being buddy buddy. Well, as we all know, um, none of us are immune to anti-blackness by virtue of being black. Mm -hmm. We all grew up in the same place. Mm -hmm. So a black person can be anti-black just as much as the next person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that means nothing to me. Yeah, I just like wonder how long this fraud last yeah because like oh, they're gonna be nice to them but then at what point they're are they be like fuck you dude yeah i, I mean, feel like I, didn't, I couldn't find the other post i mean that's a very so valuable that... use like it's very valuable to have someone um front and center like that to say hey we're not racist See, right look. exactly you know that's exactly which is they, a very common they got the one which is tech. funny that they feel like they need that mm-hmm. very telling so but yeah, so I feel like you know that's gonna be my tactic. Here's a different one, oh yeah, the American flag. So cute. You can tell. <laughs> they like they're so like militarized. It's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. So I feel like I'm just gonna leave town from now on. Whenever something like that happens, that's Unreal. as long as I can. <laughs> I feel like I always end up working and I'm just like, I feel like my job is already filled with so many people who are conservative voters, but maybe not like pro-Nazi. Mm-hmm. Explicitly. Yeah. Sympathy. So, exactly. So, it's just so interesting to see the cross-section. Yeah. Um, and to see people who are like nervous versus people who are not nervous. Yeah. It's weird because like, you know... Uh, it's weird working I mean I should be used to it because like ever since I graduated and moved back to the south and I was working there like it's just weird being in an environment where like all these terrible things are happening and then the people around you don't give a fuck like at all and that's pretty much been my whole working life but it's it's just it's still very strange and eerie I feel like I don't know, like, I'm in some weird sort of dream state half the time. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, it feels so weird to be, like, yeah, like, part of my job is, like, facilitating people's, like, good times and, like, celebrations. Mm-hmm. Just to, like, see when people feel comfortable celebrating and stuff like that is, like, so hard to, I mean, just in general. Yeah. Like, it feels like the world is burning all the time. Yeah. And the world has been because burning it is. forever. Like, and it's literally burning. Right it's now. literally and burning. Amazon rainforest. The Amazon rainforest is <laughs> like, on fire. On fire. And California, I'm 
sure also will be on fire at some point. Morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad that y'all are here and you're safe. And I feel like it was a pretty, like everyone came out okay this weekend from what I know. Like, I haven't heard any stories of y'all. No, I haven't. I heard okay. that it was very, like, that everything was really successful. Okay. That people felt really safe and got home okay. Good. Good. Okay. Um, all right. Now into the mess. <laughs> my dear friends. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, when I, when I, or do you want to <laughs> intro it, I You guess. go ahead. Um, because I was just going to say my, my things, but I guess I have to intro it first, so, um. There's a Harriet Tubman movie coming out that they've already made, right? It's mm. already been made. Mm-hmm. Um, Trailer dropped. Yeah. There's not much time. You got to be miles away from here for dawn. Where is she? Follow that North Star. If there are no stars, just follow the river. Listen for them. Fear is your enemy. Whoa. Easy now. I'm gonna be free or die. I don't know if you know how extraordinary this is, but you have made it 100 miles to freedom all by yourself. Would you like to pick a new name to mark your freedom? Harriet Tubman. With uh, an actor named Cynthia Arivo, Arivo, um, British, um, British black actor. Um, so I guess like I originally when I heard this, I was like, oh, like what? What did she say? Like um, how how bad can it be? Mm-hmm. Like of course, there's like a little bit of um, teasing between like diaspora cousins, right? Like we all do that, right? Yeah. Um, but then I saw things <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I could. Um, so that was, so that yeah, that was disappointing. I was like, oh wow, because um, um, you know, I then because at first I was like, oh, is it is it fucked up if I try to like do like an Idris Elba impersonation? But then that's so like not me like making this like dumb character of it, which is like I feel like what a uh, Cynthia Everett was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess it was disappointing, or it, it definitely was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah. I still I don't know. I I still try to like think about um, right. I think about like this connected net of uh, of yeah, like dispersal. But then like how things are so um, like just supposed or compared or even like played against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think there's like there's like this inherently like British sense of like um smarterness or like superiority between like. Any like even white British and like white American versus so like even black British and black American, hmm. um, but I don't know. Ariella, I don't know. I just like feel so disappointed. I don't even know if that's true because I feel like it's there's such a class aspect that plays into it, yeah. where I'm just like there's so much of like black British culture that's clearly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Pop filter. It's <laughs> clearly like influenced by hip-hop and by black yeah. american culture mm. where i just like i wonder if like she's like operating on this like different level of class too 
because there are so many i feel like they're I, I i just like i don't know i don't know honestly but i feel like i see so much of black british culture coming out that's like generated by people who clearly have grown up in like the cut like mm-hmm. you know who maybe are also like nigerian or Ghanaian or from the caribbean like yep. who are not tripping in this way and who are just like not even aspirational but just like you know like oh it's the hood in america oh it's the hood where we're at because like we're still dealing with the same issues of policing um and surveillance and oppression in the same ways so there's like a rhyme here and like we're with it so i'm just like why are you not with it like it's so rude like and i don't even think that i see it from all people that i you know i don't think it's like it could be i think it's a class thing yeah. too in addition to being like a not respecting that you know yeah. where your cousins is rude yeah it's ridiculous i'm really like i feel like my questions are like for casey lemons actually <laughs> um i don't want to say anything that's going to piss people off but, um, I'm like, do you not? Because, <laughs> like, it just feels like this weird siphoning that's happening of, like, separating uh, people who are of the same diaspora and, like, siphoning down and siphoning down until, like, they're separate. And I don't want to do that because I don't try to judge how other black people are trying to survive under the same anti-black mm-hmm. sort of, like, um, blanket of white supremacy that we all have to deal with, right? But at the same time, like, there does seem to be, like, this inherent and blatant casting of British actors in these films. And we're going to even see that with the next film that we talk about. Like, and there's this weird fetishization that's happening of British culture, of British blacks, because maybe they're perceived by white American studio heads mm. as separate from the American slave experience, mm. which they are not, by the way. Um, but, And they profit off that, and I would not... I'm not angry at them for that. I'm angry at Hollywood. I'm angry at the the white studio heads. I'm angry at the system. The, they're the people who should be blamed for this. Like and like positioning it as positioning it as they're taking these roles. I think it should be positioned as like why aren't there just more movies and more roles? Mm. You know? Mm. I like, just like I'm like, didn't Octavia Spencer do, like, a dope job in Drunk History of playing Harriet Tubman? She like, did. why couldn't it just be Octavia Spencer? It's pretty amazing. Like, she's, like, the perfect height. Mm-hmm. Like, she obviously could, like, already kill it. Like, yeah. she's an amazing actress. Like, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I like, feel so confused. Like, why would you cast a British actress in that role? Yeah. Like, yeah. what's the conceptual... <clears throat> bent for that choice Mm -hmm. that's what i'm curious about like from an artistic standpoint like that seems calculated to me yeah i think you have like a really good point about like yeah like white people seeing like british black as like um yeah it's different as Mm -hmm. like potentially more like refined or yeah um separate or 
And I say this as an American black person who has gone abroad and has been fetishized as an American black person. Mm -hmm. So I've benefited from those same fucked up systems that separate types of blackness, right? I went to Paris and, like, Italy, and they see me as this American black, so obviously I'm wealthy because I can afford to come over there. And, like, you know, there's, like, a certain treatment that is not being afforded the black people who actually live in those areas. I get that. I've benefited from that. So I feel like it's hypocritical for me to sit here and judge these British actors for just trying to get that check, you know? But, like... And you're looking at Wait, me, so we, I'm not so, looking at you. I just like feel like I just feel like I feel like I'm just like aren't in terms of like what I've like read about people's like trainings and stuff. It seems like people are able to like access like so much more training in terms of like like acting schools and yeah. like pedigree than like they are in the states. So like I wonder if like if it's actually like you needing to like check yourself around like any like privilege you experience mm-hmm. and like actually there being like a real like markable like class difference between like the different black experiences that people have like in France and in the UK. Is it a know? class difference do you think? I feel like there is a class difference. Like I don't oh. know. I don't know. I don't want to like speak too much out of my place because like I've also like never been there. Yeah. So like but I just I know that like just having existed in like the places that I've existed like having like gone to like uh you know like a private university having go- having gone to Stanford like seeing the ways that like people from the diaspora who were higher class like have had different experiences like yeah. it just like seems to me like really marked you know so like i wonder if somebody's able to like go to like fancy acting school and have all these credentials like what was their experience like Mm -hmm. you know you know what I mean I don't know maybe I'm not saying this clearly no no what you're saying makes sense like okay if we're using the same sorts of metrics um of hiring people like what schools do they go to like which which acting like groups are they a part of then yes it's going to favor higher class people um and like if you look at Yale drama like Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. Winston, um, Church. not Churchill, Churchill. <laughs> Mbaku, Duke, Winston Duke. Duke. Yeah. Um, I think that these <laughs> the are thickness. these are. I don't. I think that they are not like, like they're first gen or like their families are not from America, mm-hmm. and like there is like, like the people who can afford to come to those schools, tech usually tend to be international. Like I experienced this when I was at Yale, but like. It's not a scarcity issue. If you're actually looking at meritocracy, if you're actually looking at talent, like, and you're using different metrics, like, and you're actually trying to, like, cast people correctly, I don't think it's difficult to find black American actors. No, not at all. <laughs> so, so is the issue that um, it's a British, a British actor to play Harry Tubman, or is the issue that it's a British actor to play Harry Tubman that disrespected... Um, black Americans. I think it's both. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. would sting less if she wasn't so rude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, like, I feel like the whole, like, part of it, like, really rubs me the wrong way because I'm just, like, I feel like it feels very, like, ADOS and I'm just, like, you know, there are lots of different people who were slaves who weren't enslaved in the United States. Right. 
but the fact that she was so like fucked up in her tweets yeah like that i didn't and we've seen this with other african mm-hmm. um or first gen actresses like i'm thinking of awesomely lovey mm-hmm. thinking of um uh, what's her name from insecure she said some things who plays molly oh yvonne orgy yeah what did molly say i i can't remember but like she said wait some... she's not american hmm? she's not an american actress well, I think she's first gen okay. American. Her parents are from um, Africa, I believe Nigerian. Because she and Lovey do a podcast together. Uh-huh. Um, like Jollof and Rice, I believe. Yeah. Um, and that is definitely a class thing. There's definitely a way that they look at and judge the way black Americans have coped with American anti-blackness that Mm -hmm. does not sit right with me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I always feel weird, like, talking shit about them in front of, quote-unquote, mixed company. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it does bother me that they didn't bother to cast an American actress for this very American story. Yeah. No, I think that it, like... It... It matters. Mm-hmm. It definitely matters. Like, I think that it's really important that somebody who, like, respects, like, American experience plays Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Like, that's crazy Is to that me. xenophobic? No. Okay. I mean, I, I think just... I... All I said was respects. No, like, no, I right? mean, like... like... a low bar. <laughs> like, and, like, this person did not meet it. <laughs> that's a low bar. Yeah. Like, literally, like, someone who was, like... Like, I'm not, I don't even think the criteria, I mean, <sighs> I just feel like the criteria for people who have suffered from European and American colonialism is, like, actually, like, such a wide fucking net. That's a wide net. Yeah. You're right. I mean. <laughs> so, someone who's not, like, an asshole and, like, <laughs> lying to themselves, like, yeah. about, like, you know, like, how they've been impacted by this. Like, that's a pretty low bar, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, you know, it just, like, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I feel like there are a lot of, like, there are a lot of actresses in the States who could a lot. have done that role. There was a, I can't remember the actress's name, but there was an actress who played Harriet Tubman on that show Underground. Remember that she show? She was dope. Yes. I, she was amazing. Yeah. I believe she's an American actress. She I should didn't have looked up her name. I was just rewatching Underground because I was remembering. That was a good ass show. I fucking really liked that show. Yeah, I did like that show. A little um, convergence of like worlds or whatever. Um, in like the last season of Thirty Rock, um, Octavia Spencer does play like a character in Thirty Rock who's playing like she plays like uh, an actor who like Tracy Morgan's producing a movie, but it's like playing a Harry Tubman. Oh really? <laughs> so, yeah. With them. And I think wasn't she? Didn't she? No, I'm thinking of another actress. Another actress played Tracy Morgan's wife in... Um, yeah, in 30 Rock. Wait, is it Octavia Spencer? No, 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 not not in 30 Rock. Okay, all right. Yeah. Octavia Spencer would have been fine. She would have been amazing. That brings us to the actual trailer and the actual movie, because I have points that need to be made, okay? First of all, I hate to be that person, but can we talk about... Cynthia Erivo's hair in that trailer. 
I only watched it once. Okay. I need to rewatch. I don't know what was going on with that wig, but um, that was maybe a 3B, 3C. And from the <laughs> pictures that I have seen of Harriet Tubman, that's going to be a hell to the gnaw. Okay? I believe there was highlights or some shit in it. There was like a little crinkle and it was like hanging down. I was so fucking confused about what I was watching. Okay? Oh my god. All right. Oops, so. <laughs> that was a very enlightening trailer. What are what are your some what are some of your initial thoughts, Ariella? It didn't pass the Bechdel test. Yes. So here's the thing. I like to play a little game whenever there's a movie about a woman, especially a black woman. And that game is how long does it take for her to actually say something in the trailer? It's a two-minute trailer. We didn't hear word one from Harriet Tubman herself until 30 seconds in. Mm -hmm. And I think for the entirety of the trailer, she maybe said four lines. It was mostly people talking at her, telling her about herself. Mm -hmm. I have thoughts about that. What are your thoughts? <laughs> um, yes. I just like feel like, well, in honor of this podcast, I did watch A Woman Called Moses oh. with Cicely Tyson. Okay. Um, so I was really looking for like, Harriet is actually a for real, for real soldier. Mm -hmm. who was on for real, for real military missions, <laughs> the Cohen B River, for one. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this going to happen? Are they going <laughs> to foreground this? Like, she was actually, like, you know, strategic and, like, mm -hmm. wanted to free a lot of people. So, like, is this going to be, or is it just going to be, like, her, like, running and crying the whole time? Um, which is, I feel like, the issue that I had with a lot of a woman called Moses. Mm -hmm. Um, as much as I love Cicely Tyson, I was like, and what she year was better. was that movie made? That's such a great question. Let's look that up, so we can see how far American cinema has come. It's not very far. I think is what the answer is going to be. <laughs> not very far. So, a woman called Moses was made in 1978, one year before I was born. Mm -hmm. And it appears that we have backslid. Yeah. <laughs> from from. From what we just watched. Right? So. It was exhausting. <laughs> it was exhausting. Yeah. I was just like, how are you going to make Cicely Tyson portray <clears throat> this much emotional frailty in this woman who was, like, clearly, like, such a bad bitch? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just so confused. Like, she did all this shit. Yeah. I'm so confused. So many men telling Harriet about who she is in that trailer that was made in this year, 2019. Mm-hmm. Max, what did you think? Yeah, no, I, yeah, um, I agree. I thought that was, um, crazy. Um, they definitely, yeah, make it seem like somebody else or everybody else is telling the story. Um, it seemed like maybe there would be some action scenes with her in it, um, but it did seem like a lot of, yeah, like, being in a room, sad, um, <laughs> A lot of, uh, yeah, like, men doing stuff to her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, then I guess I kept thinking, like, oh, this is, like, a British actress. This is a British actress. Um, as, like, she was, like, you know, acting out these parts. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, like, okay, a full disclosure, 
I've been waiting on a Harriet Tubman movie pretty much my whole damn life, okay? So I'm going to be honest and say ain't, there's not a movie that could ever be made that would ever live up to like what my desires and expectations would be for a Harriet Tubman movie. I accept that. That being said, this ain't it, Chief. So, like, I don't know. I, guess I want to hear more yeah. about your dream Harriet Tubman movie. Like, who stars in it? I do like the actress that plays Michonne. Mm. A lot. She's not American. I don't think. Well, wait, hold on. She might be first gen. That's technically American, right? <sighs> but, I mean, we all know how complicated Harriet Tubman's story is. Um, she... She was narcoleptic. She had that head injury that she was dealing with. So she was like dealing with like disability. Um, she had that fuckboy of a first husband she was dealing with. And she led an entire movement. And she was a fucking spy. I want to see a movie that reflects that. I don't feel like this is too much to ask, but maybe it is. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I don't think you're crazy. I want that too. <laughs> like, like, I feel so annoyed when people are just like i just fell into this like kind of like slave narratives i'm just like oh my god, oh my god. slavery was terrible there was a coordinated effort against it why is it so hard to believe? it was an entire whole ass system yes like so my question is this the people that are writing these stories i know that there are people writing the like writing good compelling stories that are telling these nonfiction like perspectives so why are why are they not getting greenlit like why are these not the stories that are coming through it's not a scarcity issue we know that you and me as curators who curate specifically people of color um like, we know that it's not hard to find artists of color think, who are super talented. Yeah, I think like, just the people with money are just, like, you know, behind the curve. and. Um, but is it calculated? Like, it's got to... It's, I think, I, think I, always, to I think there's always, like, some definite level of calculation and things like this. I think, like, it's like, I mean, maybe it always seems... Or not maybe it always seems... But, like, I think sometimes it can seem like, oh, these are just, like happenstance things, but I think there's always, like, a different level of calculation calculation between, like, people being, like, um, yeah, I think, like, coming down to, like, racism and white supremacy at the end of the day about people not wanting to, like, fund things. I think um, money talks and evidence has shown that, like, certain movies do make a lot of money. Mm. So, like, I think that kind of, like, goes against the idea that, like, oh, we can't fund these movies because they wouldn't make money. Um, but we but we know for a fact that's not true. Right, right, because, like, they, they have made they money. They have made but so, so that's money. what makes me think that, that that there is something else going on, that there is, like, some inherent being, like, yeah, some inherent racism yeah. to it. Yeah, I just feel so disappointed because I know that, like, Casey Lemons is behind this, and I know that, like, okay. in, as, in, a de- in a directorial role. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? She's directing it. And it makes me so sad because I'm just, like, Eve's Bayou. Eve's Bayou's amazing. Eve's Bayou's amazing. And... Um, Caseman's Valentine or Caveman's Valentine is incredible. Mm. So, what do you feel like the artistic journey of Casey Lemons has like forced her to kind of have to accept inevitable truths about 
what makes money and what makes and what doesn't and i don't even know because i feel like east bayou was like the first that was like the first crossover hit did it make money for her film yeah it made money for her that was like the first that was like the first black film or the first film directed by a black filmmaker Mm -hmm. that made like as much money in white markets as it did in black markets and that movie was fucking gorgeous yeah like it still haunts me and it was like unequivocally a black movie yes it was absolutely 100 percent about blackness i feel like you put lynn whitfield in a movie that makes it a black movie Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay that's interesting um (laughs) i just like you don't watch greensleeve no what's it greenleaf Greenleaf, I love Greenleaf. I love Greenleaf too. It's coming back too. Listen, I saw a trailer. And they're both like, and like both of those movies are about it. Both of those movies are about like really like uncovering like work that we need to do like mm-hmm. in the black community. Mm-hmm. And I love both of those movies. I love both of those pieces of yeah. media for that reason. Yeah. Um, I love Greenleaf. I love it so much. Um. But she also did Caveman's Valentine. I felt like, I don't know, I haven't followed, like, her TV work. And I think that, like, part of, like, watching Dear White People, especially, has made me realize, like, how many people are moving. And Queen Sugar mm. has made me realize, like, how many people, like, do, like, you know, like, uh, what is it? Like, Moonlight in TV. Mm-hmm. Like, Cheryl Dunye directed a lot of episodes of Dear White People. Okay. Um, and Didn't also, know that. Like, she has, and um, thinking about how many people were producers, too. Like, Yvette Lee Browser, yeah. who produced Living Single, is a major producer on Dear White People too. Oh, I didn't know that either. Wow. Yeah. It's okay. like, that's like, just like a, a credits thing. Like, just like watching the credits and just like being like, wow, this person's, she's like the producer on Dear White People. That's crazy. That's cool. But like, it's also like, how different is Dear White People as a show from Living Single? Yeah. yeah. Like, because to me... The shows are just like totally. They're different. of their times. I think both shows mm-hmm. are of their times. Mm-hmm. I think Dear White People is the show that we get in 2019. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> which is why the world is burning. <laughs> there are things that I liked about Dear White People, though. There are. There are things I also liked about Dear White People. Yeah, I. I mean, and like this podcast I listened to, Tea with Queen and Jay, they just did this two-part. Um, episode arc where they reviewed dear white people and like they broke down one of the the things that annoys me the most about dear white people is that they spend so much fucking time on gabe the white the white guy who is a terrible terrible person he's so annoying he's awful he's so annoying and he gets so much cinematic real estate here is so annoying honestly (laughs) it's so annoying like i feel like they must put like a stent in it to like make it stand up like that like it's so annoying he's so unattractive yeah and that that was another thing they were saying like he is not a hot enough white person to warrant this much time period yes like if it were um like what's the name even the dude that coco is fucking yes Chip? Which they did not spend any time on, really. Chip or whatever. Yeah, I'm, he's attractive. Is his name Chip, though? Yes, I mean, that seems right. I Brad, I don't know, Chad, I don't whatever. It's like, <laughs> literally, even he is more attractive than Gabe. I'm just like, as a bitch who went through film school, I would not even fuck that dude. And I was desperate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was, that was a lot. 
Okay. He's deeply desperate. But he is not attractive. No. Like at all. Honestly, not even my peak moment of like low self-esteem. Like I feel like they're he confusing fake earnestness for attractiveness. Those are not the same thing. No, they're very much not. <laughs> they're very much not. <laughs> he just like looks like he gets way too sweaty. <laughs> That's accurate. That's accurate. Mm-mm. And with that much hair. Mm-mm. They did lean into how annoying Sam is. And I'm happy about Sam that. Sam is very annoying. She's very self-righteous. She's been unlikable since day one. But I feel like they accepted that since this past day season. One. Yeah, I know. She's so annoying. I'm so bitter about it. Sam's the main character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Formerly Tessa Thompson, who we discussed in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Now played by... I. I don't remember her name. Um, but she I can't remember her name, but I just feel mad because she's she's in the show, she's team white dad. Yeah. But obviously from her attitude, she's team white mom. Okay, see, okay, here's a thing I can't speak on. And this is more I think y'all can talk about this, but I have just learned recently that there is a kind of siphoning with like whose parent is white. With like, yeah, I did not know this. Did you know this? Um, I feel like I get it in a slightly different way, but um, I've been aware of uh, the like understanding whose parent is what to know how somebody is formed. Really? Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. It's just never something that occurred to me. Like, yeah. So Drake is team white mom. Yeah. I think Drake is in a class all by himself, to be honest. Is he, though? He would like that. He would like that you said <laughs> that. Because I feel like he's so prototypically teen white mom. He's texting 14-year-olds. I think that's a different thing. Right? Are we talking about Millie I'm Bob not saying Yeah, okay. yes, we are. Okay. White mom makes him a pedophile. <laughs> okay. one and one. <laughs> oh, okay. So, like, what characteristics does he exhibit? Being fragile. Being emotionally fragile. I would like to note that I am not saying anything during this part of the conversation. <laughs> Continue, Ariella. <laughs> I, as a member of Team White Mom, I am just saying I see Drake as being very fragile. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Very sensitive. Mm. Oh, you gotta fight very with me insecure and in his blackness. <laughs> I do see yeah. that. Um, very like reaching. He's very much try for, hard. He's a he's try hard. Like, he's like reaching city. for parts of blackness that are not necessarily his parts of blackness, <laughs> including claiming like fifty eleven cities in America right, like, oh, as I'm his from, home. I'm from Houston. Like, <laughs> literally just just visiting Toronto, I can see how Drake would be trying to like, you know. Be like, I'm from another place. It's like cooler <laughs> or whatever. I mean, Toronto was very cute. I've never been to Toronto. I've always wanted. It was to go. cute. It was also very black. I was like, Yeah, why are you? Tra- why are you being a tryhard? Yeah, they've got so like. I can see because he's Team White Mom. They've got a huge West Indian population, so I'm already Literally on board. Best patties. In Toronto? Yeah, Not best oh, patties yeah. of my life, but li- very good patties. Is that where Drake picks up very all his good tings? patties? Yes, that's that's where he picks up all his tings. His tings. Oh my God, Drake's. T- Tings. Drake's tings. <laughs> Drake's tings are like 14-year-old white girls. Oh! <laughs> Be careful, Millie Bobby. <laughs> he looks cool now, but in 10 years, that is not going to age well for you. Does he, though? 
Look, I knew everything I needed to know about Drake when Rihanna put his ass out to pasture. That told me everything I need to sh- need to know about Which him. Time wasn't there multiple times? Yeah, it was. It was, was kind of multiple times. Yeah. She gave him many chances, and I sort of judge her for I that. But <laughs> like, we already talked about how sometimes you you take what you could get. That's true. You know? Sometimes you take what you can get. He's famous, I guess, even though he dances like your fucking drunk uncle. <laughs> We've wasted too much time on Drake. Anyway, <laughs> the truth. <laughs> All right, so on to the next movie. Have you watched the trailer for Queen? You've seen the trailer for Queen and Slim. I have. Starring two other British actors. We're not going to address why those roles went to British actors because I are both of them British. They are both British. Daniel Kaluuya is British, as we all know, and then the newcomer, um, Jodie Turner Smith. Jodie Turner Smith is a British model actress. Wait, I thought that she was American. She is not American. Whoa. No, she is not. This Does is that change things for you? Yeah, it changes things for me. Okay. Who are two Americans you would have picked to play that role or play those roles? That's a good question. Um, what about who plays Joelle? Yeah, I like her. I don't think she's getting enough time on Dear White People. I would like to see her in other things. I actually, I first started watching that actress... When she was, um, she was on this sh- this web TV show called Dear C- OK Cupid. No, not OK Cupid. It was like OK something, but it was like, do you know Numa Perrier? Mm-hmm. She did like this series of shows, and one of them was a dating show, like not a dating show, but like a an a dating a TV show, web TV show about two roommates who live together who end up falling for the same guy on a dating site mm. um and it's like okay cupid or something like that but not okay cupid obviously mm. but she was in that and that's the first time i saw her and like i like that actress a lot and i don't think that dear white people is servicing her well no i mean they're dressing her well which i appreciate but the bar is on the floor the bar is on the floor <laughs> yeah no i'm she, I feel like she's used as a device on that show. It's really frustrating. I'm just like, they're just like, the whole season has been like, Reggie treating her like crap. And they're just like, it's just happening. Like, they're just like, that's just happening. Yeah. She's being like, low-key. It was, yeah. It was neglected. It's very weird. It sucks. Yeah. That would be a good actress for that. Yeah. Like, I mean, there are plenty of American, black American. The, uh, I just the actress I don't who... understand what the perception is. Like, I feel like I wonder if the perception is that, like all american actresses who can do that job are light skin so they're looking for like dark skin actresses so they feel like they need to go to african actresses who are british i like don't want to like i feel like i don't understand what is happening it's this kind of like fake scarcity thing yeah exactly exactly and it's just it's not it's not because of scarcity it's because the places they are looking in Mm -hmm. are problematic Mm mm-hmm like, the yeah. places that they're looking in are inherently anti-black, definitely inherently American, like, inherently anti-American black. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to find people in those spaces, and they're just going to continue to, like, go through the same cycle. Mm-hmm. The system does not, um, it does not cater to cultivating American black talent like that, mm-hmm. and, which is unfortunate. It's really frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, two British actors in 
a story that is also inherently American. That's so frustrating because I was really pro when I was like when I thought that I thought that the um, her name is Jody. Yeah, I thought that Jody was American. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, it's Daniel Clueless, like, that's fine. But it's also, like, this American black actress, so I was, like, pro. I actually found out by accident, because I assumed she was American, too. I was like, let me look this up just to make sure I'm not lying. And lo and behold, on the Wikipedia page, British model actress. That's so frustrating. Yeah. I just, like, feel like it's about American police brutality. Yes. And... And to be clear, there is a... There's definitely a kind of European police brutality against blacks we saw that in france with the burnings years ago like there's a story to be told there absolutely and like they're also like there there are black british there are black british storytellers who are telling who are doing that work yeah you know like there's a whole genre of like black british film that's doing that work yeah so i just it's frustrating to me like why can't not i mean like to me i'm like i'm not invested in like you know the American project as, like, a project that, like, I'm just, like, <laughs> Americans should be doing this work. I don't You care. know why I'm not invested in that either. No, exactly. Like, I mean, Max might be. I don't invest. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, in terms of <clears throat> financing, there's so many people who need those jobs. So many. And it does feel like this, like, leveling where it's just, like, even people who might be experiencing the same socioeconomic or um the same the same conditions mm-hmm. in britain are like held to this higher level because of the ways that even white americans hold britain to like being on this like higher cultural level and that to me is like really frustrating yeah and it feels also tied to colorism mm-hmm because it's like dark skinned actors can't have the same kind of like training or whatever. Yeah. Like, and it does seem like more heavily weighted when they're casting dark skinned actors to not cast American dark skinned mm-hmm, actors. Mm-hmm. Like they don't seem to have that problem as much for casting light skinned actors. Yeah. Like Yara Shahidi mm-hmm. is getting a lot of work. Um, and you commonly see on TV shows like the. the Daughters are cast as light-skinned black mm-hmm. Americans. And, like, the ensemble comedies with a black character is usually a light-skinned black femme. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, why do you feel like you have to outsource for dark-skinned characters? That's so fucking weird mm-hmm. and gross. And, like... yeah. And, again, not taking away from the work of British black actors because they need that work, too. The wage disparities are fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. But, like, why are you going out of your way to, like... Literally, I keep on thinking about, like, Michaela Cole. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, she's doing work about Britain. Yes. And then Super she's specific. also doing work, like, about Africa. Like, in... But I feel like she's also being pushed out, too, in her way, too. Yeah. Because, like, her model of her practice is about controlling all aspects of production. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... She is slowly being pushed out because of that, too. Like I wonder if that was happening, too, because I felt like her work with, um, what was it called, her series? Chewing Gum. No, before, after Chewing Gum. Oh. Uh, the one about genocide? Yeah. Oh, I forget, but I didn't watch that because it was... The looked, one about Rwanda. It was... Yeah. It looked super heavy. Extremely powerful. I yeah. really, really loved it. I'm trying to... It was like... 
Sorry, I'm gonna look it up right now. Rwanda is a difficult topic for me. It to is, but like. also like I'm just like as that sounds super fucking narcissistic and fucked up. And it's just, I'm not saying I don't want to watch stuff about Rwanda because it ruins my day. It's just super traumatic for me to watch because like I was a kid when that was happening, and I just remember the American indifference, mm-hmm. and it's it's just really. It's really eerie and gross. You know, there's a there's it's like it's horrifying. Like, I mean, like I when I was in college, I was um, like, I was studying film around um, southeastern Europe, specifically um, former Yugoslavia, mm-hmm. and just like looking at the different ways that, like, at the same exact time, people were talking differently around what was happening in former Yugoslavia and the way that people were talking about what was happening in Rwanda mm-hmm. is so marked, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's such, like, an interesting... It, by interesting, I mean horrifying way that, like, people use to, like, racialize whiteness and racialize blackness. Yep. It's a literal nightmare. Yeah. Black Earth Rising. Yes. Is what she was in. And it was... It's amazing. Like, as a series... It looks good. It's just... It's really powerful. And, like, for me, like, I already said in the beginning earlier that I don't love myself. So I watch things that are really painful and I, like, do no self-care around it. Yeah. And please do not follow my example. It's an <laughs> extremely painful thing to watch. It was really painful for me to watch. Yeah. Um, it's also really powerful and she does a really, she does a really amazing job. Um, and so I thought about when I was reading all that stuff about uh, Cynthia Erivo. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, what it would look like to do work around, like, the horrors that colonialism and, like, American imperialism, European imperialism have brought on Africa as a subject matter and to focus yourself on that would look like. Yeah. You know, I just, like, wonder. I just wonder because I feel like especially Americans don't understand how much Americans and Europeans have had their hands in what continues to happen in places that we consider ourselves to be drawn in from a diaspora. I mean, I feel like any American who doesn't understand that at this point is basically like any white person who doesn't understand how they're complicit in racism. You're making a conscious life choice to not understand that shit. Bruh, that's what I feel like when I was like, I was just like, when I was reading all the stuff about Cynthia Erivo, I was just like, I was just like, this ADOS stuff (sighs) is so exhausting. Yeah. I'm like, colonialism touches us all in really uncomfortable places, Mm -hmm. in really horrible ways. Yeah. It's. It makes me really angry. Yeah. I'm just like you don't have to be an American descendant of slaves, to like know what it, to know like what slavery has done. Right. You barely have to crack open a book. Literally. Yeah. Like the first page. I feel like. You have to try harder to not know these things. Literally. Which makes me respect people even less. Literally. It's so exhausting. I'm just like, it makes you understand less about even your own experience. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, everybody came from, 
the groupie ant. That's where they broke people. Yep. I feel so confused. Well, sorry. We're rolling on into hour number two, so I think that we're going to have to skip some of the things we were going to talk about. So do we want to we want to move into something light like uh summer jams? Um sure. I just have a potentially controversial. Um we were talking about casting. Oh, okay. Of... Yep. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no. Yep. Queen and Slim and I know I know this is probably going to not be a pro comment. Um I could see um, an American actor who would play uh, Danielle Kaluuya's role being um, T.I. No, no. You're, you're fired. Anyway, we're not talking about Clifford Harris. I thought we squashed this. I just thought, like, he's 40 years old. Okay. I like, like, the, like, like having him say those lines would add that extra. Here's a fantasy. I too also need. I feel like you're biased, Max. And here's the thing: I'm torn on Daniel Kaluuya. Thank you. Because I think Daniel Kaluuya is actually very, very talented. Like, no, I, I like him too. But I think if we're going to get American actors to play something, Clifford Owen yeah. Harris. You throw him a bone. Rubber Band Man. I'm going to pass that on what, that. That was like 2006 or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm horrified. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like he has that southern accent. He, he, he would say those lines. I got someone who could play him. First of all, an unknown is always an option. I'm going to throw that yeah. out there. doesn't have to be someone already famous. But also Denzel Washington's son. He's not an unknown. I'm saying. But, oh. like, if it has to be someone with a name... I feel like Denzel Washington's son is promising. What's his name? John. David. David Washington. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks and sounds just like his daddy. Mm-hmm. It's uncanny. It's like it's freakish. Like sometimes I'm just like. He has more of the, like he has a more like the Sumerian beard going on. You are you saying he oh, looks yeah, like his agree. mama from like like from the meltdown? Oh, no, I just cute. feel like Denzel never had like that full on beard like that. Oh no no. He's cute. He looks just like his daddy, right? Yeah, he's cute. Yeah. Pro. <laughs> like he could easily be in that role, right? Yeah. Or is he praying? <laughs> what about a what about a femme? If that's if it was Thelma and Louise? Yeah, or the black femme. Well the the jo- Jody Turner role. Oh, I so thought you meant if if it was like a lesbian movie. Okay, you know what? I like this. Let's do that. What if we did that? Who would play those roles? Wow, my fantasy just like it just like went <laughs> so far. I would I watch the know. fuck out of that movie. It would be amazing. Yeah, if it was like a black lesbian Thelma and Louise mm-hmm. set in the reality. Wow, but where they don't fucking drive off a cliff for no goddamn yes, reason. Literally, drive off they, they were two no white women. They would have gotten away with that shit. Yes, I'm just like, why Doesn't are make you tripping? They would own some like organic farm somewhere right now. <laughs> Yes. In Portland. Yeah, probably. Oh my god, stop. They're woofing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hell, y'all. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, so two black two black femmes. I mean, does it kinda have to be Queen Latifah and GP, one of them? No. Oh. Okay. She's been I feel like mm. Mm. 
What about... Wait, who's the... I gotta cut this with some coke. Uh oh. I know, I'm... I'm... I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I was hard for a second. Well... <laughs> he did talk about T.I. for a little bit. <laughs> That's true. T.I. does give me a little extra bass in my voice. Everyone same neighborhood? T.I. is from Mechanicsville. That's different. You're from Makeham? I'm from Decatur. Decatur. I'm from the home of Outcast. Uh-huh. Different. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw... Um... What about Daniel Brooks? Ooh, I love her. She's gorgeous. She's really pretty, though. Is she too pretty for that? I don't think so. Okay. I think with some braids, she okay. would be, like, the perfect, like... Okay, I like that. I like know. that. She's pregnant, by the way. Wait, what's sad look? I'm like, by a man. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know. <laughs> okay. So, okay, Daniel Brooks and who else? Who's the second? I'm like, my heart says to me, Wiley. So we but that's too easy. That's... tasty and pussy, like, you know, storyline completion. <laughs> but... I know that won't happen. What about Angelica Ross? I like Angelica. Mm-hmm. I'm. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into this because th- this is a whole other episode, and I would be happy to record an episode with you about this, but I am currently processing my feelings about Pose based on what happened to the character of Candy. I have not yet come back from that. It's... I have lots I of issues. I so angry. Mm-hmm. I like the, I knew it was gonna be bad, but then I watched it and I was like, "How is that it whole episode this bad?" And then the way they f- brought her, you know what? It was so bad. I was just like, "How are you gonna kill her and then make her a whole mammy for a whole episode?" And then have her haunt pray tell and try and convince him as a ghost to kill himself. What the fuck is wrong? Oh, with did you all watch the episode yet? Because Sorry, spoiler alert. Um. It's all fucked up. I haven't watched the season finale yet, but there's definitely some colorism issues that they have to work Very out within deeply. themselves. I'm so frustrated. Like, and I'm also like, it makes it so. It feels so shitty to like watch a show that like stars so many black trans characters. Yeah. To like have it fall prey to colorism, like so obviously but it's just like, like y'all didn't see this really but it's it's, it's but it's also this thing like who's going to check black people on their colorism because the whole system is set up for people to assume that black people are not anti-black which is fucked up because we all we're all here we're all from here like like so unless you're actually doing the work within yourself against anti-blackness you cannot assume that you are immune to it i think that's fucking stupid but isn't, like, Janet Mock producing this whole shit? Again. I hear you. Who's checking Janet Mock? I hear you. It's so disappointing. Yeah. I feel so disappointed. I know. I'm and sad about it. And some very, like, smart, much smarter than I, and prominent people who can actually comment on that show, because I, I don't feel like I can comment publicly on that show because I'm not trans. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but they have said much better and more eloquent things about this Mm -hmm. um so i defer to them but like i hope that and i know angelica ross was actually like 
um, answering back some of these folks on Twitter. And the one thing that makes me feel better is that that actress is working on American Horror Story. So, like, she has a job. But at the same time, like, it's still fucked up. Like American Horror Story, what? Like the newest one? Yeah, the 1984 one. Oh, I haven't. I, I don't think it's out yet. I think okay, it comes cool. out. Because like, like, I'm just rewatching for work purposes. I'm rewatching Coven. <sighs> Ryan Murphy is on. Which makes me, so, it makes me emotionally very tired. But also, like, I, like, really love watching the moment when, um, Angela Bassett at age 50 brought back Sunny Lee's twist for everybody. Yeah, I mean, Angela Bassett's Angela Bassett. I mean, I feel like it's it's an easy out to cast her in something. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? I true. But also, like, a true, like, if there was a queer route, Angela Bassett, arm That's wrestling, right. Michelle Obama. <laughs> Did you see Angela Bassett in a Black Lady sketch show? Yes. What do you think of that show? I think it's really funny. Okay. I like it, too. I like it. I feel like we need to... I feel like there's a whole subset of people that had some issues, but maybe give it longer than one episode to judge. It's a sketch show. I feel like the the dyke scene, the scene about, like, the dyke club with, like... Oh, yeah. That one I really enjoyed. Uh-huh. I feel like it's really cute. I really like it. I feel afraid if too many white people are going to like it. Oh, well, yeah. They can always... become too different. <laughs> I feel like I But there aren't any white people in the show so far. Not in the show, but it's just like it's watching. So that was my problem with Two Dope Queens. It was just like this, this I never issue watched. of watching. I never watched that show. And the humor was not... One hidden, like could have been. I mean, I some very some people that I respect and trust told me that that show was not something I would personally like, and I took their word for it. So I never watched it. So red is so hot in here. (laughs) Okay, I would like to apologize (laughs) on how hot it is in here. It's a small room. This is something that we are aware of but we do not yet know how to fix it's fine i'm just like i'm like i'm light-skinned i know i'm extremely red right now but i'm glad that it's a podcast but you don't mean the temperature of the room you mean like the temperature of the conversation no i mean the temperature of the room max yeah we don't know how like we can't bring a fan in here because the fan would be too loud i'm not tripping i'm just like no i'm hot as hell right now can you see me sweating like i can't see you sweating like, I'm also sweating. Yeah. No, we don't sweat, we glisten. Okay. That's my white grandma said. She said, ladies don't sweat, they do. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very southern, actually. I mean, she called me a quadroom before I even knew Oh, that, is, was, that so. is quite southern. I had a friend back in school, like back in high school, who was at the train station, and she saw this light-skinned chick standing at the train, and she asked her what it was like to be a mulatto. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, literally didn't even know what a quadroon was. I, like, <laughs> had to, like, ask my mom. I was like, what's a quadroon? She was like, made a face. <laughs> oh, those are horrible words. And I was like, I don't think that. And she was like, I don't think that you're actually a quadroon. No, like, uh, 
quadrant is quarter, and octarine is one eighth. Yeah. Eight. Is there something beyond that? Is there a one sixteenth? Maybe. Um, what's the sixteenth? Dodecahedron. No, that's one eighth. Okay. Octahedron. Is that a real I think I've heard that. Okay. There's a lot of like Zahectarune dropping around. I was like, claim shit. I was like, but I feel like it's not mixed with white. Wait, so um, those that's only referring to like the black and white mix then, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't so, know how that works. <laughs> I honestly don't. I think there's charts and stuff. How white people are. My great grandfather was white. Is that a thing? Is there a word for that? Great-grandfather. So what is that? Um, your grandfather is like one-fourth. Your great-grandfather is one-eighth of you? I don't know. I I can't do math when I'm on Henny. I so. told you I was going to start a, a new art series called The Rise of the Quadrant. You did not tell me that. I wow. feel like I would have remembered that. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot in Portland especially. Portland's filled with light skins. Yeah. Again, this is a conversation that I cannot participate More in. More cachet. <laughs> You've seen us, Melanie. I don't know what you're talking You've about. You've seen us be out here. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, on to our next topic. <laughs> We're talking about summer bangers. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so... There's a very lovely song, and the only thing that makes me sad about the song is that it came to us in eight, in August. And if I had gotten the song in June, I'd be a very happy person. It's called Drop It Low for Jesus. This song was taught to us by our very own pastor, Pastor James, when we was just this little. Free Pastor James! My man loves me. He provides for me. He protects me. So tonight, I'm going to drop in love just for him. Drop in love for Jesus. Keep the Lord in mind. When you dirty wine, drop it, drop it for Jesus. In the club, shake it to the floor and show in love. I'm on the ground. Cause for my sins he died Cause I know I'll be at the pearly gates for show I'll be in the number when the trumpet starts to blow But tonight I gotta drop it low Drop it low And it makes me very happy Have y'all seen this? I watched this this afternoon. What did you and think? I loved it so much. It's it hits, right? It slaps. I'm also I'm Jewish. Okay. Okay. So I do, I have never been to a Christian church. I uh, don't know what it is like. Clearly did not spend time in the South. Okay. Uh, but I <laughs> would drop a low for Jesus. Indeed. If this had been what they were singing at the church I was at. Yeah. I would drop it low. It makes me happy. For Jesus. Bless him. I would dutty wine for Jesus. Yes. Yes. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? What about you, Max? What did you think? Um, yeah, I watched this. I watched this yesterday. Um, I enjoyed it. Um I guess coming from a Christian background. Um I was curious about like um 
the 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 realness of it, I guess. Because yeah. like then I guess I realized it was part of like a bigger sketch show. Yeah, it was like a- which I hadn't heard about before. So like I I checked out a couple other segments. Sherman Showcase. Yeah. Like I'd never heard of it yeah. either before okay. this. Yeah. Went um, <laughs> but I was into. It. I kind of like liked it more when I thought it was like real on its own versus like being um, attached to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think Jesus would be down with this. I think so too. I think yeah. Jesus would approve. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because if like it's one of those things. Like, what do they all say? Like, oh, if Jesus wouldn't approve, then he's not like my Jesus. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm only gonna worry about my Jesus. That's yeah. right. Does he want you for Jesus? Did you want? I grew up in the South, and I grew up church adjacent. Mostly by way of dating people who are in the church, uh-huh. which is its own thing. Yeah, I bet. Um, you know, getting labeled fast by older church ladies, that sort of thing. So, oh, <laughs> I'm hissing. Oh, really? Hey, there's a story there. There's a different life. Yeah, I bet. Anyway, um, <laughs> Melanie Fast Stevens, uh, <laughs> Fast Tail, <laughs> Fast Tail. <laughs> How do we know this, Melanie? Okay. <laughs> it's a different time, Ariel. It's a uh-huh. different time. I'm much more settled as mm. I roll into 40. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. How we grease the wheels. <laughs> but, um, you know, drop it low for Jesus. That's that's the Jesus I support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one who's down with, with that. Yeah. Right, because Jesus is hanging out with all the cool kids. He does. Right. I mean, they do. They do. Exactly. Jesus is not gendered. Not my Jesus. <laughs> Talk about Yahweh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like Yahweh, which way? <laughs> yeah, I'm like Jewish people are hella anti black, so I don't really know. What about black Jews? How oh. get them? Black Jews. Again, don't. I cannot I can, speak can. on anything that Ariella just said. I am just sitting here. Literally, I literally also cannot speak on anything Ariella just said. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why Henny is not. <laughs> okay. All right, so Normani. Normani. Motivation. I first heard about this it made me just think of the kelly Rowland song but then i watched the video and the video was a revelation it was a true revelation it had everything that i wanted it had oh a rain scene mm-hmm. which i love i love a rain scene yes it did it brought me back to like all of like my like you know like you remind me mm-hmm. in the rain oh, yeah. Scene. So many homages to other like greats. It was yeah. just like it was like giving me like Ciara's ride. Oh my god! Yes. Yes. Like talk about a queer route. Like mm-hmm. all of that. Like with like the rain and like the little like jewels. 
you know, like little like shores. I don't know what you call them. When it's I just, know, but it was definitely just, giving like, me shame. early two thousands. Yes, it was very early two thousands. Yes. I was like the spray paint little tank top, <laughs> and like literally was a loincloth. I was like trying to think of yeah. another like name as I was splashing it. I was like, that's a loincloth. And I think it had her birth year on it, and I was like, is this half a column me old? But then I got over it. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I was like, I mean, that's unnecessary. Calm old. down. You know, is we don't need three? to see all that. Like, <laughs> is she three? <laughs> I literally do not know how old someone who was born in 1999 was, is currently. Um, is that what are they, 20 years old? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy, That's right? Horrifying. It is. It is. That's I'm like, horrifying. calm down. I don't know why you're making me do math right now, but I'm offended. I'm just like, and I, you need to like slow down. It's inappropriate <laughs> for me to be watching your video right now. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, you just like twerked a basketball. Yes, onto that gravity-defying thing. Yeah, you like you hit it up with your knee. Mm-hmm. Like you was Ronaldo. <laughs> you twerked it onto your booty. <laughs> okay. Do you feel like that was the same basketball, or do you think that was edited? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm here for the story. Okay. I'm here for the illusion. Okay, that's fair. The illusion was successful. I'm like, you're a bad bitch. The story has been told. Okay. I am a fan. I'm following. Okay. That's I'm real. I'm deeply here. Okay. You are my motivation. <laughs> and we're full circle. Yes, it was lovely. Do you feel like... I feel like like some people, the people that are thinking people, are trying to set Normani up to be, like, the next thing. Do you think, like, that the music industry will let that happen? Because we've seen many other talented femmes who look like Normani try and not succeed in that vein for reasons that are obvious to all of us in this room. What do you think is uh, uh, up ahead for Normani? I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I feel like I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what they'll do. Mm. I feel like I see like other like dark skin films like her, like get like some success, but I hope she depends on people that she trusts. Yeah. And people that, like, she likes to work with and not people who she thinks will give her power. Yeah. Like, if we're being honest, Kelly Rowland should have mm-hmm. been just as successful as Beyonce. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just, like, what kind of success, you know? Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like, who knows if Kelly even wanted to be like, at that level. Maybe yeah. she's happy where she is. You know? Because it's just, like, success for white people is different. Like, that's true. I'm just like, who wants? Like, so like you, I mean, we all know, like, there's a certain point. There's a ceiling of success where once you get past that point, there are no more black people in the room. Literally. I have no interest in being that successful. Yeah, I mean, like, talk to Lizzo. Wow. Like, I love Lizzo until the end of time, but, like, who wants to be in a room where it's, like, only white people singing along to lyrics that are about, like, a fat black woman? Yeah, no. Nope. Are there any, like, people, like, karaoke Lizzo songs? 
Oh God! Oh. Thank God I don't do karaoke. <laughs> I've seen like people. I think people that we all follow on Instagram oh. posting like stuff where like who Melanie? I don't know names. I don't be looking at names like that. Yeah, Melanie. But like who we all follow. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever. I told you I'll follow everybody who hashtag hot to girl summer. So okay, maybe we don't. All I follow basically them. don't follow any white people in Portland. <laughs> But, like, people posting, like, exercise videos and shit to Lizzo's songs. Kill me. And they're, like, skinny, non-melanated women. Is there a shorter way to say that? First of all, I don't even... I don't feel comfortable posting anything to a fucking Lizzo song. Okay? Truly. Because I know my fucking lane. So why (laughs) do you feel like you can post something to a Lizzo goddamn song? Truly. White people have never known their lanes. They don't believe in those. White people don't know lanes. They don't even know how to do turn signals. Mm -hmm. It's Portland. They don't know how to signal. (laughs) They just know where I want to be right now. And why won't you let me in? And And this is important I guess I'll just wait. I guess I'll just... You know, excuse me. So this is the part that we're gonna edit out. I had like I was walking I was walking <laughs> on the sidewalk the other day and there's like this white lady dressed for like yoga. I guess she was in such a rust that she had to like you know, like in like just tell me that I was going too slow in order for her to like walk around me. So you usually go to where she's going. Oh jeez. Oh my god. What did she say? She's like, Oh, excuse me, I like I have to go after I'm I'm in a hurry. I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, if I'm walking the around fuck? you, for what? So Why I, do I, I care? I didn't actually like apologize. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, then she like walked, but then like two minutes later, we're at the same intersection waiting for the for the crosswalk to turn on and be like, "This is literally everything they told us when we were little kids about cutting in line. We're all going to get the same place at the same time, <laughs> and here we are at the same crosswalk. You must have saved so much time by cutting me off and interrupting me because here we are standing next to each other again. But yeah. I have seen. Like, Max, <clears throat> you can let me know if you don't want to talk about this, okay? Uh-huh. But I've seen, like, in real time, in real life, white people do some fucked up shit to you. Mm-hmm. Like, remember that time on the train? I, yeah, I do remember that time on the train. <laughs> and this, do you want to talk about it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm down for you to tell the story if you want to. So, for context... Max and I went to go see Creed together. Is that where we were coming Wait, from? Wait, Creed? No, yeah, this, this was is how before, long. Like this C-R-E-E-D. No, no, this was Creed. This was no, not the musician Creed. No, no, no. Oh, hell no. But no, the movie the, Creed. The movie with Michael B. Jordan. Oh. <laughs> wow. Gosh, y'all, we're talking about, like, Creed. NTP's dirty little secret is we actually love Creed. <laughs> We I do need like more Hennessy. Oh, it's done. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, it's done. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's fine. No, 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 no. You're the guest. You get the Hennessy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Max. Oh, I said have it. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> we could have shared. <laughs> My bad. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We could do it. So we went to downtown Portland to go see Creed, which is Michael B. Jordan's, like, opus. Okay. Right. Not the band. Not arms wide no. open. But Creed. to be fair, there was a period when I enjoyed Creed. Oh, Melanie, what? Wow, these are so It was different times. That it, was diff- to edit out. it was a different time. Yes, yeah, that's Melanie true. Stevens. I will be editing Tell that. us about that different time. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so we went to downtown Portland <laughs> to go see Creed, and we were coming back on the train to the studio while we, when we were in grad school. These are my arms wide open. I think he was like standing in a boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like so George, weird. George Washington. Crossing the Delaware. Crossing the Delaware. His arms wide open. <laughs> okay, so anyway, <laughs> we were on the train. Mm-hmm. And then some white guy gets in Max's, like we're sitting there. And some white guy gets all up in Max's face, and he's like, get off at the next stop. Right now. Get off or I'll fucking kill you. And I'm sitting right next to Max, and I'm like, you know, we hadn't been in Portland that long. I didn't understand that this is just how things go in Portland sometimes. So I was like, what the fuck just happened? So he walks away, and I'm like, oh my god, that was so weird. And this motherfucker comes back with a fucking knife, gets in Max's face with the knife, and, like, starts brandishing it. And it's like, get off at the next fucking stop or I'll kill you. Wait, what? I'm sitting right next to Max. And uh, and I'm, like, frozen. And I don't know what to do because I want to, like, I want to do something. But I don't know what to do. And then some other person tackles this guy. And then we run off the fucking train. What? Yeah. And this happened a year before the other stabbing. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was pretty much my indoctrination. Yeah, it was like some, it was some, like some dude on drugs. Um, he was like, "You've been following me around all day." I was like, "No, I haven't." <laughs> he was like, "He's like, you've been following me around all day. Like, why are you still following me?" I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Um, yeah. And then yeah, like eventually he comes out with like an exacto knife. So he comes out with like one of those like push knives. And then this like other big dude. Just like he's like, I'm tired of this shit. Basically, just like, saved our fucking lives. Overpowers them. Was a white guy. It was yeah. a white guy. Yeah, and then like that. pulls them down, and then like, cause like we're like on the max, but we're in the like that elevated seating area. Yeah. So like everybody else that's in that seating area, like we get to the what is it, the Davis, and we're on the green line where you get yeah. to like the Davis and Six. Yeah. Or something. And it was like what's the it one? It was like one exit before before, before the um, one that Hoyt we're, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like. For the, the Union Station. The Green Man Stop or whatever, like where they have the Green Man Statue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we get into the stop, and everybody rushes off, and then and then we leave. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they think there were, like, cops outside, and they, like, rushed in. Yeah. Um, but that dude was still, like, holding them down. Yeah. That was, like, 2016, right? That's crazy. Maybe 2017 or 2016 was it still. I think it was 2016. Because like, we, started, we started school in 2015, so yeah. it was 2016. Yeah. Or was it? It was, it was the second year, so it was 2016. Yeah. 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 So that happened. And so we, we run back to the studio and like, I'm like freaking out and telling everybody there, including our chair department. And then Max is like super quiet and I'm an idiot. So I'm not understanding that he's fucking processing this trauma and like doesn't want to talk about it. Um, and I'm just like trying to like, I'm just telling everyone cause I don't know what to, to think. Cause I've never seen any shit like that before. And, like, Max just kind of disappears into his studio. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, maybe I should just, like, stop talking now. <laughs> like, yeah, that was that was a thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. And at like, the time, I was like, I'm going to write some angry letters to the TriMet. And then that just, like, I just never did. So, like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We've been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm from Texas. <laughs> what? What's that? I've had I've had I've had knives and guns pulled on me before. Oh, goddamn. Okay. <laughs> um, I have not. So, I'm from Decatur, but like, you know, there are different parts of Decatur, and I'm from the suburban part. So, another part with TI in it. That's not Decatur. That's Mechanicsville. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's like BMF. And, okay, whatever. Anyway, like, <laughs> Big Meech territory. Oh, is it? He, oh. You know he ran with that? Okay, you yeah, know what? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Okay, anyway, like. <laughs> I want this education. <laughs> so, Max, you mentioned Middle Child. Oh, yes. Um, middle Child isn't. Like, I should have put an uh, an asterisk here. Isn't necessarily a late summer song. Um, It's a song that I found out about in the late summer. Um, J. Cole, Middle Child. um, Oh. I'm I'm sorry. I fell asleep for a second. I just really don't understand why I'm so tired. Oh, my goodness. I could take a nap right now. Um. So hot. I just, like, J. Cole, wow. I was like, I just told you all I got over a cold. I just... Too cool. I feel congested. You know, he has a very, like... <clears throat> his voice is kind of like a lullaby, lullaby you know? Like, lullaby. it just makes me... Makes me think Joe Cool's boring. Are you saying that, Max? Those are strong words. No, I'm not saying that. I feel like it took me a long time to like even give give J. Cole a chance. So I'm proud of myself for listening to J. Cole. Gave J. Cole a chance and then I was bored. Wow, y'all. There's some haters in the room. I don't feel like it's enough energy to hate, honestly. It's just yeah. a casual hate. Do you need energy? Is energy a requirement in the music you listen to? Oh, oh! <laughs> Max shade is a very different kind of shade. It kind of just like it descends upon you like a mist. This is a question. Yeah. <laughs> like do you the do mist you find Jay Cole's ennui? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm pro I'm pro the trying to dispel ennui. <laughs> so I think a good way to like to like um, save yourself from ennui is other people talking about ennui. So, are, is this your way of saying that you got through the entire song? This is my way of saying I regret putting the song on the talking. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the talking point. What do you like about the song? Um, I like the beat. I like that he talks about um, killing the game and then also respecting young kids that are coming up because I feel like I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm not the young kid coming up anymore and that there's younger kids out here. I'm going like, to start crying. Oh. <laughs> Is that yeah. There's younger kids out here, younger than me, doing things that I guess are commendable as well. Okay. Yeah. I think it speaks to mortality and, um, you know, the, the temporariness of existence. Okay. That's fair. There you go. I feel like you're more plugged <laughs> into, like, um, contemporary hip-hop than I am. 
I will say that. I feel like I feel like you're pretty plugged into contemporary hip hop. I clapped out after a certain year. But you still know you still don't know about Lizzo and Megan. You, That's true. You, like you're still the, well, they're more pop though. Well, no, but Megan, Megan it, is an anomaly though. Megan is just amazing. But hip hop, we've like, also like live in this time where like hip hop is the new like rock and roll to where it is like the pop music, right? That's true. But Lizzo is definitely more pop. Right? more pop. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like there's being shade thrown at her because of the pop. It's not her fault. It's Wyoming's fault. <laughs> you can say that about everything. <laughs> women love her so much. They do. And she's, she's going to suffer because of that, I think, in some ways. But she's also going to make much more paper yeah. because of that. I just like my feelings. It's not her fault. But I think that she is in danger of getting to that success place where she is the only black woman in the room. You know, like that, I can see that happening for her. And that sucks. That's a, that's a shitty place to be. It truly is, because you're not going to find any background tangents even actually to work. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, but she is hanging out with Megan. And I know, I don't know, something about Megan, I feel like, and this, this is probably just me putting way too much on her, because she's only fucking 23 years old, but I feel like she can get to a place where she's successful on her own terms. I just get that vibe from her. Ugh, I fucking hope so. From, I hope your, so. from your mouth to God's dirty wine ears. <laughs> All right, we're, we're up on two and a half hours, so I think we're going to skip on over to the end here. Party Dang, boys. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, I could be home. I have a, <laughs> I have a curfew. <laughs> Like, my nigga's been waiting for me in the parking lot since 9.30, so... Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Damn, okay. Okay, all right, so let's skip to art stuff around Portland. We should just jump to party works. All right, fine. (sighs) Okay. No, because we have to talk... Okay, no, we have to do this part because... We can do, like, additional add-ins for this bonus material, right? Yeah. Like, you, you and I can just. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so art stuff around Portland. Um. So. There's a Switch residency exhibition. Um. There's a flyer and press release which you can link to if you follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. Um. The Portland Biennial opens Saturday, August twenty fourth, six to nine p.m. at Dejected Contemporary Art Center. Um. I got have some shows coming up. Okay, wait, um, <laughs> you're going too fast. Okay. I, thought that, I thought that was a mission. All right, so, yeah, um, there's a there's a whole program of stuff for the Switch Residency ex- Exhibition. Um, there was something on Monday. There's something going on tomorrow night. Yeah, the, the next thing is Jamondria, a Switch, um, some sound. Yeah, stuff. Percussive Light um, at 7 p.m. at Headwaters Theater. Yeah. Jamondria Harris. And then there's something on Friday with Jamandria, Soil Soft and Dark at 7 p.m., also at Headwaters. Um, we'll link to the flyer for all of that stuff. Yeah, we've posted it. All right. Next up, we've got the Portland Biennial. That's a that's a big one. That's mm-hmm. coming up um, this Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. at Disjecta Contemporary Arts Center. I guess it's every two years. It's every two years as a biennial okay. is want to be. There you go. Um, and we'll link to the programming for that, but you should definitely check it out. There are some really amazing artists in that. Sharita Town, Anthony Hudson, Ruben Garcia Marufo, um, Derek Imitani. Yes, 
Um, Ariella, do you have any shows that you can speak about coming up? I don't have any shows, but I have a screening coming up in Baltimore. Ooh, if Baltimore. If you are going to be in Baltimore. All right. Um, it, Labor Day weekend, I'm going to be part of the Black Femme Supremacy Film Festival. Okay. Um, on August 28th, on August 31st, they're screening my film, She's Not Going to Get More Dead, as part of a Becoming Film, Femme, Fem, sorry, Becoming Femme program mm -hmm. as part of their larger festival it seems like an amazing project they're also um screening a feature called jezebel which is um directed by numa perrier, perrier okay who you mentioned earlier yeah um it seems like an incredible project i'm down with anybody who's hyping black femmes cool so if you're in baltimore check it out um that's all i can announce right now all right yeah. Will you let us know when there are additional things that you can announce so we can talk about them on our podcast? I will. Excellent. Does your does your website have full videos on it? My website has some full videos okay, on it. Cool. Yeah. So we can check out stuff on your website too. Yes. Okay. Cool. It is oh, yeah. It'll be in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Oh yeah. Fire emoji. All right. Um. Bouquet <laughs> emoji. Yeah. Heart eyes emoji. Champagne bottle emoji. Champagne bottle emoji. Champagne glasses emoji. <laughs> um, I see that uh, we have some other stuff here. Um, Jaleesa Johnston is going to be giving an artist talk at um homeschool. Was that at Yale Union? Yeah. On August 29th. Check that out. Jaleesa is amazing. Homeschool's amazing. Um, we know both of them personally. They're both amazing. Jaleesa is an amazing artist, amazing person, homeschool is an amazing group, amazing organization. Um, they both do great things individually. It'll be amazing to see Are them they amazing? Team up. They are amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Grima and other people at uh, Pison Club on Friday, this upcoming Friday. Where's that? Um, that is at Milepost 5 on 82nd. Sweet, sweet. Um, this Friday is, what, the 23rd? Mm -hmm. So on the 23rd. Um, check out Python Club, um, August 23rd, then um, a screening of Shakedown at TBA. Yeah, um, I wanted to hype that for everybody because Shakedown is a film by Lena Weintraub that is a um, film about one of the um, longest-running black lesbian parties that was in Los Angeles um, run by black sex workers, and it's a documentary, and it is incredible. Incredible. I saw it when I was in New York mm -hmm. last winter in wow. Harlem, and it was dope, and it is a beautiful documentary. It centers black women. It centers dark-skinned black women. It centers black women who are sex workers, and I Hell yeah. personally buy tickets to anyone who wants to see it. There you go. All who right. is black? <laughs> Gotta put that in there. Add that yes. caveat. Who is black? <laughs> so I want to see it with black people. It's an amazing film. Mm -hmm. How often do you know how often it's showing? Is it just one showing? It was. Um, I mean, it, it's been out for like almost like over two years now, yeah. almost three years. Um, so I mean, she's from what I saw when from the interview that I saw when she was there when I was um, when I saw when I was in Harlem. Um, 
she's trying to monetize the film in a way that's like really significant okay because people don't usually try to monetize their documentaries in ways that are significant for people who participated in the documentaries and she's trying to um like she's trying to i'm sorry i'm trying to like i'm drinking too much hennessy <laughs> I can't believe we finished Nat Turner Project does not overserve. Goddamn yeah. bottle. Nat Turner Project overserves. We do not do that. Uh, Nat Turner Project overserves. Hype the OLCC. Hashtag OLCC. <laughs> That's um, a full bottle. You haven't I have never well. finished a whole bottle of Hennessy. How do you? Because it seems like today is the day. I guess so. Yeah, well. Okay. <laughs> so. You know. She tries to pay the people who were in her film. That's the way I was trying to say that in a fancy academic way. She tries to pay the people who were in her film. And she does that with screening fees. Sweet. So. <laughs> All right. So. And now we come to the end. Parting words. Max. Thank you, um, Ariella, for being our first guest. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for drinking with us in this small room. Um. Thank you for sharing your ideas and thoughts and art. Um, I really appreciate it. I thought it was super amazing. Um, I feel like we could easily do another two hours, but I know Seriously. people have plans and places to be. People have a life. And people in cars waiting for them in parking lots. You trying to get that Popeye's <laughs> chicken sandwich. Oh, good luck with that. Good luck! I've like I've seen Twitter stories of them selling out and shit, and it's not it's ten twenty one. So not where I've seen Instagram stories of like vegetarians being like waiting in line for that, <laughs> for that sandwich. Did y'all see that Twitter? Someone dropped the ingredients like it's red dye number fifty five. Like this, they're trying to kill y'all. This is the the thing associated with depression. <laughs> Just painting. Wow. Like, are they wrong the though? Isn't there like there's like some Boondocks episode where they talk about like yes, the soul food episode, <laughs> yeah. the Luther. Yes, shoes for Jesus. Like, we're at number fifty five. Like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's living the air, y'all. Amazon is burning. Yeah. Eat your chicken sandwich. Just like there are so few things to get enjoy the, get right the now. Joy. Get yeah. the joy you need to have. I don't really eat fast food anymore, though. Okay, I really need you not to look at me like I'm an alien. Like, <laughs> I'm 40 years like, old. I, like, I had to cut things out steadily. Have you really cut Bell? it out, though? Shut up, man. Taco Bell is so That's good. unnecessary. Okay. That's what I was looking up. Wait, okay, that's fucking unnecessary. And I you need to it. stay in your lane. She really hasn't cut out. Shut up. Shut yeah, the oh, hell up. Yeah, no. And, like, and okay, I don't anyway. You. Yeah, I don't believe you. Okay, anyway, um, time for my parting words. Okay. My parting words are... When was the last time you ate a crunch wrap? Crunch wrap? What's supreme. that? A crunch wrap supreme? T- TB? Taco Bell? No. I don't, I don't eat Taco Bell. You don't know what that is? No, I don't. What do you eat? What's your fast food place? The last fast food place I ate at was maybe Chick-fil-A back when I lived in Atlanta. I think they have a Chick-fil-A in the Portland airport. I, I But I don't eat Chick-fil-A in general because I don't eat that homophobic chicken. So. But you had their... Why are you looking at me like you're... I'm not lying! I'm telling the truth! It sounds like somebody's reading a script. Okay, 
shut up, Max. Anyway, my parting words are thank you, Ariella, for coming to visit. I appreciate you. I can't believe we killed a whole, like, almost three hours. I don't know how I'm going to edit all this, but it'll be interesting. <laughs> um, I There's no one I love talking film more than you. Like, it's the most fun with you, like, for real. Um, and I'm excited to see other people discover your work um, abroad. Yeah, oh yeah, same. Yeah. I hope they do because Portland is a bubble. It makes you think things about yourself. Sure. Um, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. You guys do the most amazing work in Portland. It's extremely important. Thank you for getting me all of this Hennessy. <laughs> thank you for allowing me to incriminate myself very deeply. We try. I think um, we talk a lot of shit about white people on this podcast, but um, it's through our mostly white Patreons that we're able to afford this Hennessy. (laughs) White people keep signing up. Appreciate you. Your your money funds the revolution. Yeah. As it should be. As it should be. Because wage disparity is real. Yeah. Right. True. White people aren't revolutionary. True. (laughs) I am just sitting here... And I did not contribute to nor respond to the comment that was heretofore just said by one Maximiliano. Melanie knows who I am. We've been working together for years. That's pretty much an endorsement of the statement. All right. Good night, y'all. Bye. Bye.